We good? There we go, you caught me. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm so glad that we get to spend this time together. Um, I have the privilege of continuing in our Kingdom Come series, and we're gonna talk about finding treasure. I don't know about you guys, but as a kid growing up, um, I always had been interested in treasure, uh, hunting for it, finding a sunken ship full of old coins or a gold mine or something lost. Uh, There was a season in my life where I purchased storage units. It was before all the shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, as you can tell, there wasn't much treasure to be found. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But one of the things that I'd always been fascinated by, by treasure. I remember one time I was out in our backyard when I lived in California and uh, my mom had asked me to put in a garden. And so I was digging this area for a garden and as I was digging, I noticed this little shiny thing and I looked at it and it was a a, a bottle cap, but it was from uh, RC Cola. I don't even know if RC Cola is around anymore, but some of you will remember that, that soda. And I remember throwing the mud off of it and that's where I saw the RC, so I knew it was RC Cola and I flipped it over and it said, you won and it had a picture of a television. And so I thought, my gosh, I want a television. Now, the bottle cap was very rusted and uh, it had seen better days, excuse me. And uh, so I I remember taking it to my dad and I go, dad, dad, I think we want a TV. And he goes, what are you talking about? So I showed it to him and so we tried to figure out what it was, and so there was an RC Cola factory not far from my house. So my dad took me down there, and he says, "Well, let's go get your TV." And I was like, "Yes," you know. And yeah, I was I was probably I was in fifth grade, and so I remember driving down there, and I'm thinking, "Wow, this TV is probably going to be huge," because it's about how big they were then. And uh, but I was just really excited. So we pull into the RC factory, and we go in the front door, and. So uh, the lady said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, we're here to pick up a TV. And she was like, really? And I said, yeah. And I showed her the bottle cap. She looked at that and she goes, wow, this is an old one. And uh, she goes, hold on a second. So she went to the back and got a gentleman. And uh, he said, so where'd you find this? And I said, well, my mom asked me to make a garden for her. So it was in the dirt of our backyard. Since it's on our property, I figured it was mine. And so just thought I'd come by and get that TV. (laughs) I was so focused on, you know, and I remember the guy kind of smiling and looking at me, he goes, hold on a second, goes and gets somebody else and they come out and they said, look, to be honest with you, we're not even sure how long ago this was. We haven't done anything like this for years. He said, but, uh, you know, we, we don't have a TV to give you. He said, but what I will give you is a couple cases of RC Cola. And so they thought it was the coolest thing. They took a picture of me with the little bottle cap and and then he said, here, you can, you can keep the bottle cap. And I said, oh, thanks. I said, can I bring it back tomorrow <laughs> to get some more? <laughs> to get some more. You know, he's like, no, 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 it only works once. And so I went home. I was so excited. And my mom was like, so what'd they give you? I said, we got two cases of RC Cola. And uh, so one of those things. But as we're talking about treasure this morning, this is something I've learned. True treasure, though visible to many, is found by those who see its value and are willing to spend whatever the cost to lay hold of it. That's what true treasure is. You know, as as I was thinking about that this morning, thinking about treasure and and what are some big aspects of treasure, my, my mind quickly went to when I gave my life to Jesus. 
Because when I found Jesus, what I found is an amazing treasure. And when I gave my life to him and where I was, he, the Holy Spirit began to show me what I thought was treasure and begin to graciously peel it off my life. You know, I, I came to know Jesus in the 80s, so I had really long hair, I was a drummer in a rock band and all that fun stuff. I've hit all the pictures, so. <laughs> but uh, that, the, those were the things that were valuable to me and, and it was so gracious for Jesus to come alongside of me and show, well, is that really a value? And I would recognize, no, this is. And he took me through this walk where all of the things that I thought were a value in my life, some of it which was harmful to me and to my body, he began to just unpeel before me and go, is this really what you want? Is it bringing about? And I slowly but surely realized the beautiful treasure that I had in Jesus, that I didn't have to carry around guilt and shame, that, that I was forgiven for all of my sins. And it led me on this journey to where I could really start to find out what true treasure is. And so in Matthew 13, we get a glimpse of this treasure. And starting in verse 44, he says this, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had, and he bought it. See, treasure is what we go looking for. We'll spend money on it. We'll think about it. We, we tend to talk about it often. We'll do anything for it. And the definition of treasure is anything or any person greatly valued or highly prized. And it, it causes me to think, man, what are, what are those treasures that I go, man, I, I can't live without this. Jesus is one of those. I, I can't live without Jesus. The Holy Spirit, man, the guiding, the, the hearing God's voice, those are so important to me. That becomes a treasure that I'll, I'll give myself to that so I can make sure that where he's guiding me or the things that he's speaking to me or the, the words that he gives us are things that I can grab hold of because it's so valuable to me to be able to experience that. The Holy Spirit is an amazing treasure. One of the things that I also think of when, when I think of a great treasure is Proverbs 18 says it this way, when a man finds a wife, he has found treasure. She's a gift of God. In finding that treasure, I think back, Michelle and I were really young when we got married, but identifying her as a treasure. Because prior to meeting Michelle, I was dating and you know, all those things that, that we go through, but it wasn't the most fun thing in the world. It was very frustrating. And I got to a point where I, I said, man, I just wanna find the person that the Lord has for me. And then Michelle came along and it, it changed everything for me. And so I wanna spend a little time today talking about what do we treasure and what effect that has? So what do you treasure? What are those things that are valuable? What are those things we'll do anything for? What are the things that, that just give us excitement? You know, my, my daughter, Caitlin, is, is a very good softball player. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her dad. She, she really is a very good softball player. She plays catcher. She works really hard. She's a great hitter. She bats in the top of the lineup. 
And every time I have an opportunity to watch her or spend time with her about that, I'm always amazed at what she's able to accomplish. Catchers are supposed to be tall. She's not the tallest person on the team, but she makes up for it in what she does. But I gotta be honest with you, all the home runs that I've watched, all of the sliding into home head first and hearing the umpire go safe, all of the going for one extra base and barely making it there, all of the bunts where she ran out to first place honestly pales in comparison to what happened not too long ago. Because on the first day of day camp, my daughter came to me, I was a Monday and she said, dad, you'll never guess what happened. And I said, what happened? She goes, I, I led three people to Christ on Mon uh, today at our, in our group. And I, I was like, what? She said, yeah, I know Thursday's the day that we give salvation and that's the day we're supposed to ask them. I was like, no, you can ask any day you want, you know, don't wait for Thursday. She said, but the conversation just took itself through a path and I found myself standing realizing that I, I should ask them if they wanna know Jesus. And she said, three people gave their life to Christ. I mean, that, that's better than a Grand Slam home run in my book. Because though you can have a trophy or a ball, I have a ball somewhere in the garage that I hit my first home run in baseball, Grand Slam home run. I don't even remember where the ball is, I'll be honest with you. But she gets to carry with her the truth that somebody's life was fully transformed because she partnered with the Holy Spirit in Jesus and just asked, is there anybody that wants to know this guy? But it, but it didn't stop there because a, a, a couple weeks later, one of the little girls saw the thing on baptism and she said, hey, hey, can, can I get baptized? And Katie said, well, yeah. And she said, well, would you baptize me? And, and Katie was like, that's probably meant for your parents to do. She's very gracious. So I remember her telling me, man, she wanted me to baptize her. And I said, that's so cool. Well, the mom got a hold of us and said, actually, I'd like Katie to do it. So Katie get to baptize the first person ever in baptism when we had our baptism. Guys, it's better than a Grand Slam home run. It's better than sliding in and just barely getting across the plate. It's so much better. If I could give one or the other, I'd go, let's do this every day and twice on Sundays. Because that's true treasure. That's what true treasure is. One day my daughter won't play softball anymore. She'll play college and, and she'll move on if that's where the Lord takes her. And, and then it's off to the rest of what God has in store for her. God's even used her to lead people to Christ through her softball. But I'm telling you the true treasure is, is for her and leading someone to Jesus. And that becomes my treasure as well. I'd much rather see that happen and happen all the time. So when we're talking about treasure, there's just three things that I wanna talk about before we get into talking about how community is a treasure. The first thing is what you treasure will become a filter. That which you treasure, that which you hold on to, that which is important to you, it's gonna become a filter. A filter is an item that's used to remove or suspend impurities or recover something of value. It, on, it ultimately affects our decision. So jumping back to Michelle, when I realized that Michelle was the one for me, that, that God had brought us together, man, my filter changed. It went from... Which one of these ladies can I catch their eye, right? That's what I wanted to catch in my filter. Which, which lady, you know, is she looking at me? Does she think I'm cute? Does she like my long hair? Does she, whatever it is, right? But as soon as I found Michelle, the filter switched. Now all I cared about is catching the things that were important to Michelle and everything else filtered through as if it was nothing. 
I just wanted to catch, I wanted to know who she was, more about her, what are the things that she likes. And even though we were gonna get to spend the rest of our life together, I was ready to start there. This is crazy. On the day that we went home from our first date, I don't even believe I'm gonna say this. I looked at Michelle and I said something that no one's ever said before. I looked her in the eyes and I said, do you believe in destiny? Yeah, sorry. I said it and she kind of chuckled, hee hee hee. And I said, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if later on in our life we laugh at this moment when we're married. I never said that to anybody else. Got that one right. Yeah. Why? Because she's a treasure. It was something that was worth finding and holding on to. And once I found it, the filter changed. It radically changed. There's a passage in, in Matthew 6, and I'm going to read the message translation. And it's about giving, but it says this, if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, and do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. It's like there's a filter that he wants to put out and what he wants you to catch in it is the opportunity to partner with Jesus to give. So you let the give, the get fall out. And that's what happened with Michelle. When she became the treasure, all the other things that led up to that point now became the thing that fell through the filter because that wasn't important anymore. And just like in this passage, we have an opportunity to partner with God. I, you know, it's amazing how many opportunities the Lord says, I wanna partner with you. I want you to be ambassadors. I wanna take, take the good news of the gospel to everybody. I wanna partner with you. And I wanna give you words that are gonna encourage and lift other people up. I wanna, I wanna partner with you. The many times that Jesus reminds us of his partnership with us is truly amazing. 2 Corinthians 9, 11, this won't come up, but you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. See, God wants us to partner with him so that through us, generosity can flow wherever we go in any situation we're in. It's a different kind of filter. And what we treasure is gonna affect that filter. The second thing is what you treasure, <clears throat> excuse me, what you treasure will determine your outlook. Once I found Michelle, it was nothing but blue skies, planning a wedding, right? Thinking about our future together. It changes. When, when we see treasure for what it should be and is, it changes our outlook on life. The other part of that passage out of Matthew 6.30 this is out of the message, it says this, people who don't know God and the way he works fuss over things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God uh, initiative and God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. See the outlook that's before us, there's two Examples he gives, the one that fusses over things or the one that worries about missing out. Hey, Lord, you know, I need this. And, and there's nothing wrong with bringing your petitions before the Lord, but being that that's the thing I wanna catch, that that's the thing that's gotta stay. 
When, when, do, when do I get, Lord, this is, this, when, do, when does this stay? And what, what filters through is the opportunity I have to partner with God to be generous and to give. And he says, people don't know God, they fuss over things and they worry about missing out. Can I just say this? We serve such an amazing and good God. He's not gonna let you miss out. And if there's something we miss out on, it's because it wasn't worth holding dear to, to treasure in. He has good in store for us. And I think this perspective of God reality, God initiative, and God provision, it, it, it affects how we see God. He's not gonna withhold things from us. He wants to bless us. He wants to pour out his favor upon us. He's loving, he provides, and he's looking out for us. So what you treasure will determine your outlook. I gotta be honest with you. It's, it's so funny. And as, as a, <laughs> when I was younger and I was dating Michelle, my friends were like, where's Tom? You know, Tom's never around anymore. He doesn't do anything with this. I called him, he never answers my phone. I'm sorry, I'm with the true treasure. No offense, guys. There's always this cliche that when a guy finds a girlfriend, it's like, yeah, we never hear from him again. I wanted the treasure that God had put before me and it changed my whole outlook. And then the last one, what you treasure will ultimately lead you. That which we value, hold dear and say, gosh, this is important. It's gonna lead us. Matthew 6 verse 19 says this, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our heart has this ability to pull us. It, it, we put in there what's important and the things that, that we cherish and, and bring and we, we, we put it in our heart and we go, man, these, these are the things that are important and ultimately that's what leads us. I find it interesting when you look at the story of Moses and I'm just gonna read this bit out of Hebrews 11 because it talks about Moses and where his heart drew him to. Verse 24, it says this, by faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. What we treasure will ultimately lead us. It will be that thing in front of us. And that's, that's why I said, when the Lord began to show me true treasure, when he began to teach me about how much I need the Holy Spirit in my life to guide me, to direct me, to empower me, to fill me, that became the source that I always went to. And when I tested, if you will, and I saw that the Lord was good in it, there, there wasn't another way that I needed to be led. I, I didn't wanna grab onto this or that. I wanted to fully find out what is it that the Lord is speaking and, and how am I supposed to walk that out? So it came to seeking him and to asking him. And if it was unclarity, I would, I would reach out to other friends that, that heard from the Lord as well. And I said, would you, would you pray with me on this? I'm really wanting to know what the Lord is saying. And that, that's a treasure in my life. I, there's, no, there's nothing else I can choose. So even when there's things in my life that I enjoy or like and, and the Lord says, hey, let's go this way, there's the temptation sometimes to go, yeah, I don't know if I wanna do that. 
But then I'm quickly reminded of how good he is, that he always leads me to good places. And even if I don't comprehend the whole thing, I know what's at the end of this is really, really good. So I can put my whole trust, I can put everything I have into that and say, okay, Lord, let's do it. Let's go. So I wanna make a switch here because as we look at what treasure does, I want us to, to move over into the treasure of community. Because I believe one of the things that God has given us is the, is the call to be together as a community, for us to invest in one another, for us to love one another, to be sharpened by one another, to spend time together. There's something in community that God designed to take place that can only happen in community. I have time that I spend with the Lord on a daily basis where I go and I pray and I seek and I journal and I read and and all of this stuff, but there are also things that he wants me to glean and, and see and understand from being with a group of people. The opportunity even now is we're in community groups and people are signing up and just a little plug, Again, the cards are on your seat. You can sign up for them today. There's so much life that can happen inside a community group where as we come together, we have an opportunity to not only receive from it, but also to give to it as well. You know, all through scripture, I look, whether it was the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit doing creation, or whether it was Jesus with the disciples, or when the disciples got sent out, you always saw them doing this in community in being together. And I think that's because it's so important for us to do that. We, we need each other, right? Look at the person next to you and say, I need you. Don't forget the other person on the other side. I need you. <laughs> so let's talk about community. Let's talk about this beautiful treasure of community that we get to experience together. So the first question I have for you, I have four questions. The first one is this, what can you give? We're talking about community, what can you give? This passage, I always say this is one of my favorites. I don't have an unfavorite passage, I'm just gonna say that. But this is one of my favorites. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 14, 26. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. And everything must be done so that the church may be built up. What an amazing passage, because what's crazy is that God made it so that anytime we come together, there is a peace that you bring that keeps the shine, if you will, in treasure. See, you are a uniquely gifted individual that God wants to use to make community treasure. You've been created for that. Each one of us uniquely different so that we can bring what it is to be brought. For what reason? So that the church must or may be built up and it must be done. And I love the fact that he says, when you come together, each one of you. It doesn't say a couple of you or just a few of you. No, it says each one of you. Who's each one? That's every single person in this room. You're each one. So when we gather, each one has something. It can be a song, it can be a scripture, it can be something that the Lord showed you, it can be a tongue, an interpretation, whatever it is, there's something for you to bring for the betterment of the community that's actually needed. 
And when we gather in this way, it's part of what makes the treasure. Because look, when, when God looks to you, you're a treasure. Do you know that? He, put his, he sent his son for you. He put his Holy Spirit in you. He uses you to share the gospel wherever you're at, to love one another, to be an example of what it's like to live for Jesus. All of this he's put in you. Why? Because you're a treasure. And again, he wants to use us to partner together to accomplish, in this case, in community, what he wants to accomplish. You could be the answer to someone's prayer. You can encourage someone in the direction that the Lord is calling them. You could participate in the building up of the church. One of the things that I tend to practice, encourage you guys to do as well, is anytime I'm going somewhere, whether it's a church on Sunday morning, it's a gathering, even to someone's house, birthday, whatever it is, I've come to the place where I always ask the Lord, what do you want me to bring? And he doesn't go, how about potato salad? He could not bring potato salad. Usually as I think, <clears throat> excuse me, usually as I think about it and consider, he gives an aspect or an encouraging word or gives me a picture or something to bring for the betterment of the, betterment of the people who are there. Why? Because he wants to partner with us, every single one of us in that fashion so that the church could be built up. So what can you give? Actually, you can give quite a bit. Secondly, what's the mission? So not only what can I give, how do I participate in the community that I'm a part of, but also what's the mission of the community? And for this, I, I wanna read a very well-known passage out of Acts 2.42, but it, talking about the early church, this is what it says. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who was in need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What's, what's the mission of community? See, when, when I read this in practical terms, what it means to me is I get to gather with part of the body. We get to stand with each other. Anytime I'm in a, when I'm by myself with the Lord, I, 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 he uses the furnishing of my mind to speak to me, right? He, he's gonna use things I understand and I know because the purpose of him speaking to me is to get a point across. When I'm in a small group, he uses the furnishing of everyone's mind. And so it's almost like I get to glean into the other people that are sitting around me. If there was a car accident and we were all on, on one corner, no one got hurt in this one, and we all gave a testimony of what we saw, how many of you know that they would all be different? Well, the, the light was green. And the person on the other side, well, it was red on my side. We'd all have a different aspect because of where we're coming from. But as everyone shared, you'd have a complete picture. That's, that's the beauty of community. And that can't happen when I'm by myself. It only happens when we gather together and the purpose is to love each other, to be together, to encourage one another. All the things that we're seeing, 
that, the, that they were doing in Acts 2.42 and bringing us to a place where we can glean from one another. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a setting like that and someone shares something and I, I think, wow, I, I've never thought of it that way. Anybody else? I've never, I've never seen that scripture say that. Yeah, I, wow, that's amazing. You know, and then all of a sudden I grow. I, I get to see things a little differently and the Lord uses that to speak to me. I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for us when we get, so what's the mission? I mean, ultimately, the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved, but they love one another. They grew together. They experienced life together. All of the things that we just read in their homes, they gave as there was need. They enjoyed. There was a lot of joy in it. That's the mission that I would give in a setting like that and I would also receive. That together as a community, we could grow up in the things that God's calling to us. I've seen lots of things come out of small group gatherings. Transformation in people's life, new ministry birth as a result of a word or something that was shared. I think that's why sometimes the enemy tries so hard to keep us from going, to gathering. Ah, it's a long drive and you know Atlanta traffic. You know, all of these things to where we go, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I should take, maybe we shouldn't, because there's so much power in the opportunity for us to gather together in community. Thirdly, where do you need to grow? Who's arrived? No, don't raise your hand, I'm just kidding. None of us have arrived, right? We're all in a constant pursuit of learning and growing and I hope that I never arrive. I hope that I always keep myself in a place realizing that there's more to know about Jesus, there's more to grow, there's more to experience, there's more to understand and I keep myself in this constant place of growth in the Lord. So where do you need to grow? I, there's a couple slides up here that just, I just grab a few scriptures. Second Peter three, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Second Thessalonians, because your faith is growing more and more. So we can, we can grow in grace, we can grow in knowledge, we can grow in faith. Like newborn babies crave spiritual milk so you may grow in salvation. Hebrews five, but solid food is for the mature. Uh, Ephesians four, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. One of the things that transferred from being a little kid and wanting to find treasure was I started to realize that within the pages of my Bible are amazing gold nuggets waiting to be discovered. When I read through scripture, there are times, and look, I'm sure you guys have done this. You're reading and something pops out that's never popped out before, right? And you go, what? Was that nugget here all along? Wow, that's an amazing truth. And you start to think through it and, and consider it. And you go, wow, how, how have I never noticed this before? Right? When I think of these fields that people walk by when, in, in scripture and, and one guy saw it, he buried it, he bought the land, he found the pearl, this is what I'm gonna do. There's a whole bunch of people can see it. I'm really grateful for this. There's a whole bunch of other men that could have noticed the treasure in Michelle. But that was my treasure. Many people walked by, many people walked by the fields, many people read through, many people step along, but 
True treasure we'll find when we acknowledge it and regardless of the price that it costs, we're willing to pay for it. Then we grab a hold of true true treasure. So where do we need to grow? What I found is asking the Holy Spirit. He highlights stuff for us. Someone speaks something and I go, wow, that's an amazing truth. And you take it back and you unpack it even more. Asking the Lord, Lord, where would you have me grow? One of the beauties of this is we just launched the journey map that's in the other room. If you haven't seen it, please look at it. It's a, it's a discipleship opportunity where you can identify, wow, this is where I am, or look through it and go, wow, that would be interesting. You can find it online or you can find it in the other room. And it's to encourage you to go on a journey with the Lord to be discipled to grow in other areas. You know, the heart of it was from, if someone's here for a season, whatever season that may be, if we could equip them for the call of God on their life so that when they leave, they're further than when they started, that, that, that's a win. That's a win. So that, that's why we started the journey map, is to be able to have that opportunity with the resources up there to say, Hey, let's go. And a lot of our community groups are leaning into the journey map, taking an aspect of one of the lands and saying, hey, we're gonna do this. We're we're gonna focus on this area. So the hope is that as it grows and as we move, you'll consider an area that you wanna grow in. You'll you'll see it there. You'll see the resources and you also see the community groups that are leaning into that area. So you wanna do it personally or if you wanna do it through study or if you wanna do it joining a community group or all of the above but it's a great opportunity for us to grow. And then lastly, what do you need? I think it's a good question to ask about community. Psalm 25, it's actually the the scripture that we use for the journey map. Psalm 25, 24 says, Lord, direct me throughout my journey so I can experience your plans for my life. Reveal the life paths that are pleasing to you. We all need fellowship. We need encouragement. We need to be able to encourage others. And as I said before, each one of us is uniquely gifted. Each one of us has certain strengths that God put in you for the betterment of the people that you're in community with. Each one of us. And though some are different and look different, no one is better than the other. They're all needed. They're all that, what makes the treasure of community so amazing. Because God put it in you so that you could bring and you could share and you could give. In whatever sitting you're in. So I wanna close today I wanna close today with a couple things. The first thing is, what stands before us right now, I believe, is an opportunity for us to step into community with not only the things that we talked about, but from a perspective of saying, Lord, what do you have on your heart for me to connect with? Because community is wherever we gather with a few people, right? We can have community in our families. We can have community at the workplace. We can have community by signing up for a community group. But I I honestly believe that Lord wants wants to broaden our aspect of community. Because there are people that you have some form of community with that the rest of the people in this room don't. 
And I think the Lord set it up that way. And I think he's put in you gifting and strength. I think he's put in you everything that's needed to come out in that community group. And and I wanna say this, don't sell yourself short. Don't identify and look at the areas where you think you're weak or you fall short or I'm not a good speaker. I, I, I really couldn't share that. You know, I don't read scripture as much as so-and-so. I don't, let all those be the things that fall through the filter. But what stays in there is the recognition of what God is calling you to, to a greater step into community and what he has for you to give. I've been in community groups many, many times where when we took a moment to just allow for the community group to share it. Some of the most powerful things came from people who were like, ah, I never hear from the Lord. And then they hear from the Lord. I, I don't really know what to share. Well, what has the Lord showed you this week? And they share it. And the impact it has on other people has been profound. So the first thing I wanna put before us today is would you be willing to take a step up in the place of community? Would you be willing to connect with the Lord and say, what does that look like for us? What does that look like for me? And Lord, how, how would I take a step into community in a greater measure? That's, what I, that's the first one. So if you're in a place today where you go, yeah, I, I want to walk into this treasure of community and I wanna take a step forward to say, Lord, would you show me? Would you guide me? Would you lead me? What does this look like for me If you're with your spouse, what does it look like for us? And if that's you, I'd love to pray for you. If you just stand to your feet right where you are and give me a chance to pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to grow in in this amazing thing of community. That which you've set before us to grow in, the thing that you've allowed us to be equipped and filled so that we could step out and see the amazing things you do in the lives of other people. God, I I pray against all of the things that would cause us to think that we can't do this. The I can'ts or, or whatever it is. And I pray that your strength and power through knowing that what you've put in us and the way you've created us uniquely would allow to be come out in those places of community. God, I pray for rich community in Jesus' name, not only in our community groups, but in homes, in gatherings, and for whatever reason, that we would respond to your prompting to step out in boldness for the betterment of the body. And so Lord, we just thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray.